to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia, continuing over here with Der Hashem, a beautiful, lovely Thursday morning, such a beautiful, lovely company over here. And we are still in the middle of this longish paragraph that the Ramchal uses to, to uh, discuss all four Olamas in one paragraph. So we've been breaking it up to take our time to take this, take this uh, deliberately a little bit to make sure that these topics, which are such delicate topics, are understood um, and, and, and elaborated upon over here based on what the Ramchal reveals to us. And we're up to the fourth and final Olam now in terms of our second take, in terms of our, um, and, you know, uh, trying, trying to, trying to uh, process, get a better Havana, better understanding. We've gone through the first three Olamas, the Olam Hashafel, that's our lower Olam, where we are, including the, the, the lowest level of the Malachim. We went through Olam HaMalachim as well yesterday, and went through the Olam Hakisei, the, world, the realm, the world of Hashem's throne, the realm of God's throne, third and second to highest level. We talked about what's going on at the Olam Hakisei. We identified that the, the Koychaz Yom Shorosh is really what we call the Spheres, the ten, the full range of the ten meters of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, attributes, and that's what emerges over there in the Olam HaKisei, each one in its distinct fashion. That's Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Neitzach, Hoid, Yosoid, Machus, all that, and three that are above it, sure. Um, <clears throat> And uh, <clears throat> we talked about yesterday the neshamas are also coming from there. We talked about how that's where the elemental, the, el- the elemental building blocks, the building blocks of everything in the universe, which is what the midas, the spheres represent, are. And our neshamas come from a level where they're in the building block level, which is an amazing idea, right? That's uh, we're, we're all the way down here, but we're all the way up there. The neshamas come from the Ailam hakise because our neshamas are building block material, as opposed to the points of origin of everything else in existence is somewhere in between. Now we're ready for the fourth and final Olam. The fourth and final Olam. Let's see. So we continue over here. We're Chelek Dalet, Perik Vav, Simon Yud Gimel still. And uh, the Ramachal says like this. Vihine. Lamayla Mizebe Madrego above the Olam Hakisei. Yivach in Klal Hashpa Oisav Yisborach. We have identified over there the Hashpayas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Hashpayas, Hashem's influence, Hashem's radiance. Giluye Oiroi. Where Hashem's light, Hashem's radiance, begins to be revealed. Okay, now here we have to be extremely careful. Because this has to be understood in, in, in contrast to the, the third Olam, which is also the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, also the attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As we said, the spheres that show up in the Olam HaKisei. Chesed and above and Chesed all the way down to Malchus that's showing up in the Olam HaKisei. Um, and those are the Midas, the attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So whatever is going on over here in, in the, the, uh, the, the, the ultimate Olam, the highest Olam, has to be something different, has to be something even more um, primordial, um, elemental than that. But this is also Giluye Oiroi. This is also the lights, the radiance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what is the Giluye Oiroi of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's above the Olam HaKisei that's uh, different than what's in the Olam HaKisei? The Olam HaKisei is already about the ten building blocks of this world, the ten building blocks of the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What is it that's going on above it that's more elemental than that? So let's see. This is gonna, we're going to have to take this in an especially careful and, and, and delicate manner. So, so says the Ramchal further. <clears throat> From 
from the iris, the, the radiance, the divine light that's up there in the highest oilam, we have the, the, the uh, points of origin of everything that's in existence. Everything that exists, everything that's, that is in creation, is projected from that realm, projected from that oilam. So everything that's here is being projected from there. Um, so that's some kind of, like we just said again, a, 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 a uh, point of origin, a point of creation, an elemental point that is the source for everything. So again, the, 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 the question that needs to be asked, we're going to ask it again, what's the difference between us describing the highest level, where there's Giluye Oira Yisbarach as the point of origin for everything, and the second Oilam, the, the Oilam Hakisei, as the point of origin for everything. Two points of origin for everything. What's the Nafkamina between the highest Oilam, which is Giluye Oira, the Oira Yisbarach, and the Oilam Hakisei, which is the Kaychaz HaKadosh Baruch so, with this question in mind, let's let's continue and proceed over here in the Ramchal. This hopefully, with using using this question as a guideline, that will set us up for understanding Taka, the difference between the highest Eilam and the the the, the, the Eilam right below it, uh, the Eilam right beneath it. Um, so it says the Ramchal for the Ramchal is going to now. Get excited about something, and 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 when the Ramchal gets excited, he um, shares his excitement with us. Sometimes by 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 giving us more detail than he normally does, and giving something more space than he normally does. And the Ramchal, in the interest of describing and differentiating between the Oilamas, is going to get very very very, we'll see, um, excited about about a specific. Uh, idea that is going on over here in the ultimate, the highest Eilam and how it differs from the other Eilamas. And that's hopefully going to help us put everything together when we're proceeding further with this question that we're asking is what's ultimately the difference between the highest and the second to highest. So look, look let's see what the Ramchal is going to get very busy with. He's going to get very, very busy with, 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 with a specific idea here. So it says the Ramchal. Vihine. When we're referring to the highest oilam, where we have giluye oiroi, we have the radiance of God from which everything emerges, from which everything is drawn. When we call that an oilam, when we call that an oilam, that's a borrowed term. Calling that an oilam is a borrowed term. To call that an oilam, oilam means a world, a universe, a realm of existence. To call that a realm, that's a borrowed term. Now, that's very interesting. Before we go on, the Ramchal is making a point. The point that he's making is, there's a fundamental difference between the highest oilam and oilam 2, 3, and 4. We have four oilamas, right? The oilam Hashafel, the oilam Malachim, the oilam Hakisei, and Hashem's oilam. And what's the name that the Ramchal is going to give it? Uh, he gives it the following name. The Negreu oilam Ho'elokus. The, the realm, the, the universe, the world of godliness, world of God, elokus, godliness. So you have uh, moving from highest to lowest, elokus, oilam hakisei, oilam hamalochim, 
and the Oilam Hashafa. Says the Ramchal, there's a fundamental difference between the highest, the Oilam HaLakus, and the lower three. A fundamental difference. It's not Oilam, 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 Oilam. You can describe them all in, in one breath and in one statement with one progression. You can't really do that. The lower three, yes, each one is another Oilam that, that they, they, they are upgrading, let's say. Upgrading, but they're all can be thought of in one common category, with one common approach, under one common umbrella of oilamis, we have the lowest oilam and the higher oilam and higher oilam. We move from the, the from the from the second to highest oilam hakisei to the highest. There's a fundamental shift, and you you've really gone into a whole different universe, so to speak. You can't use the term oilam to describe the highest one, the oilam alokos, the oilam of godliness, the same way you're using oilam to describe the bottom three. What's this fundamental difference between the top one and the bottom three? The amnam. Why does it have to be a fundamental difference? I mean, each one has, is fundamentally different than the ones below it. Why is it this? This is not really called an oilam over here. The oilam over here is a borrowed term. Why is that? We can only use oilam over there. Universe, realm, world as a borrowed term. Based on what we're about to explain, the lower three worlds, you can use this term properly, accurately. When we use the term oilam for the lower three, it's being used accurately, directly. When you use the word oilam to describe, to term the highest one, it's being used loosely, in a borrowed sense, inaccurately. It's inaccurate. This seems to be semantics. And, and we see the Rabchal is very busy, very excited, because he, he's saying he's, he's using more words than he normally does. He's using more space than he normally does. He's very, very busy with this. very important to him at this point, but it seems on such a certain level, like semantics, I call whatever you want. Call the lowest one, you know, call the lowest one. This is, uh, you know, the pizza shop. And the one above that, call it the, the, the you know, Grand Central Station. The one above that, call it a trailer park. I, I call whatever you want. These are terms, these are words, these are just descriptions. Yet the Ramchal is saying that for the first three, Oilam is used accurately and the highest one is used inaccurately. This goes clearly beyond semantics. Explains the Ramchal. When we use the term Oilam accurately, accurately, what does it mean? It means Kibbutz atzomim rabim v'nimtzayim shaynim where you have a collection of different entities, different items, which can be divided into different categories, different departments, and relate to each other um, with, 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 with their different properties unto their different departments and different categories. Okay, so it says the Ramchal, to use the term Oilam properly, distinctly, accurately, Oilam can really be, only be used accurately when you have a collection of different entities, different items that, that are classified and break down into different departments and relate to each other differently. Let's see where he's going with this. Again, it would seem to be, again, be semantics. I call it whatever you want, right? Call whatever you want. Call it the firehouse. Call, call it whatever you want. But why, why is it the Oilam? I'll call it whatever I want. Why is, it seems to be just a, a random label. When we're talking about these different entities, they could be something that I perceive, they could be spiritual, they could be something you can see with your senses, you can perceive with your senses, you can touch, taste, smell, eat, 
see here, they could also be spiritual entities that you cannot perceive with your senses, but they could they, they still qualify as what needs to be there to, to qualify uh, an oilam, different entities. Whether it's a collection of physical entities, spiritual entities, whatever is going on in that particular oilam, that earns its status and its title as an oilam. In that we have a collection, again, of different entities, different bodies, different creations, whether they're lower or upper, all in one place. We call the world of the Malachim an Oilam. That universe, that realm is called an Oilam. Even though they're all spiritual, but they're spiritual, but there's different entities over there. There's lots of different Malachim. Being that that is also a collection entity of malachim, rabbim, according to uh, what's appropriate for that level. So there's lots of different malachim, levels upon levels upon levels upon levels, below levels, below levels, below levels, above levels, and different malachim, malachim that do this, malachim do this, malachim in charge of this, malachim in charge of that. A lot of different malachim going on. So we certainly can call that an oilam. Down here goes that saying, we're called an oilam. Lots and lots of Entities going on over here. here down here, we have all the Shari Yerakas down here. And the Oilam HaShavl, the Ramchal doesn't even need to elaborate why this can be called an Oilam. The Oilam HaMalachim. We have lots of types of Malachim, lots of different Malachim, lots of groups of Malachim, lots of, uh, of, of um, categories of Malachim. And even the Oilam HaKisei. Okay, now we're getting into the Oilam HaKisei. We asked a question. The Oilam HaKisei is where you have HaKadosh Baruch Hu's um, attributes that are the source for everything. So what's interesting that in the Olam HaAlakus, the world of Galilee, where is Hashem's Oyrus, which are the point of origin for everything. What's the difference? That was, remember, that was our long-standing question. But the Ramachal is going to tell us that in terms of what the definition of an Olam is, the Olam HaKisei also still qualifies as an Olam. How so? The You have a collection of different Koychus according to what's appropriate for that collection of different Koychus. What's the Ramachal referring to with the different Koychus? He's referring to the spheres. He's referring to the attributes of of the Rebbeim Kaviyachol, the Chayyim Va'atzmai. Right? Chesed going up to the upper three, Chesed going down to the lower seven, all the way down to Malchus. There's different Koiches going on over there. Yes, that's right. There's a collection of, and this is the Rebbeim himself. Now, now we're getting into a point where we are all standing right now at a a, a um, crossroads in our life. We're in very very not shaky ground, but very delicate ground. We're all at a juncture right now as we learn these next few lines where we can either all remain from or we can all go off the derech, all of us together. We can remain believers, maiminim, or we can all collectively just become non-believers. Heathens. Yes? Heretics. Heretics. The Ramchal is saying something extremely delicate. He's saying that in the Oilam HaKisei, in the Oilam HaKisei, we have the Kaychas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have the Spheres of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but we're calling that different entities. We're viewing that as, as, as a, num- a, a, a number of 
individual attributes, individual entities. Now, on the one hand, on the one hand, we may be wondering what's all the hullabaloo about? Why am I why am I making this so dramatic? Why am I making this so dramatic? The fact that we have different kaiches of Baruch I'm saying, well, this may be the point in our lives where we all become heretics. Um, why am I making this so dramatic? I don't know if that really needs to be addressed. It's fun to make things dramatic, right? It's exciting to make things dramatic, but 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 we may be wondering why am I making things dramatic? We always talk about midas hadin, midas harachamim, right? We talk about different midas of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We're used to that. We talk about different names of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We have Havaya, we have Adnus, we have Shakai, all kinds of different names that the Rebbeinu Shalom has. So we're kind of used to this. But on the other hand, that, that's the problem. We're used to it. We, we never really st- stopped and sat down and thought about it too much. The Amchaz is now forcing us to confront this. Th- th- this is the difference. We're, we're, we are used to it. We, we are used to it. But now, again, we have to ask this question. The Amchaz is showing us that the Eilam say where we have all the koiches, so to speak, all the spheres, all the meters of the Rebbeinu Chesed, Gvur, Tiferes, all the way down through Malchus and above is distinguished from the realm above it, from the realm above it, because this is still can be thought of as a proper oilam in that there's atzamim rabim. There's a lot of different entities over here. And the Ramchal is saying explicitly that all these different meetings are different entities, or there are multiple, multiple things going on over here. And we are necessarily... In, in, in categorizing the Eilam Akisa together with the other Eilamas, and that it is in the same umbrella, and in, in the same context as the other Eilamas, we are necessarily saying that the different attributes of the Rebbeinu Shalom are to be thought of as multiple entities. Multiple entities. This is an interesting idea, and this is a scary idea. That we all have to hold hands now and proceed very, very, very Carefully, very carefully. If we don't want to hold hands, we can all tie our tzitzis together to each other, not to the, not your buddy's tzitzis to his chair. Tie all our tzitzis to each other's tzitzis. We have to link together in some way to proceed here. Very cautious way to see what's the proper understanding and and, and the exact difference between the, the second highest item and the highest item, and why indeed the word item, the term item for the highest one, is a borrowed term. Is a borrowed term and not a whoa oh don't do that it looks scary. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Is you trying to screw that? <laughs> a borrowed term and uh, and uh, not an accurate term. Let's see. So again, the first three elements, including the Eilam Hakisei, says the Rambam, including the Eilam Hakisei, is an area where we have multiple entities. The Eilam Hakisei, where we have the Midas of Hakadosh Baruch we have multiple entities there with multiple departments, relating to each other in multiple ways. Um, however, when we move to the highest oilam, the oilam ha'alokus, the realm of godliness, the world of godliness, we have Hashem's oiris, Hashem's radiance, we don't have multiple entities, and we don't have different existences. The only time we, we differentiate between Hashem's radiance is when it begins to be relevant to us, when it emerges in a place where we begin to see it, and that's the Eilam HaKisei and below. 
above the Olam HaKisei, where we don't perceive, where we don't see, where it's not relevant to us yet, in an active, direct way, we don't have multiplicities, we don't have differentiations, and we don't have... Um, we don't have... Uh, um, multiples of anything. Ach... Well, okay, before you do that, before you do that, this is, wrap, this is the wrap-up, this is close to the end of the paragraph. Now, before the wrap-up, let's stop, let's come up for air, let's come up for some deep gulps of air, big gulps of air, big deep gulps of air, and, 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 and figure out what the Ramchal just shared with us and uh, bring it home, bring it down over here to, to us. Um, the key operative term in understanding, excuse me, what separates the lower three elements from the highest one is this idea that Ramchal keeps emphasizing, which is, he says it a lot, a lot of times towards the beginning of this discussion that we just had, is, is, is um, and, and this again, is what will show us that there's, we're not talking about semantical differences between the top one, you can't call Noilam, the lower three, you could call Noilam, you could, you can't, what's the difference? It's semantics, isn't it just semantics? Use whatever term you want. Use whatever term you want. Um, why is it so important to Ramchal to keep pushing this and pushing this, that the top one is not really called an it's a borrowed term, it's not accurate, the lower three are called Eilamas. So the, 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 the operative idea and word that he keeps thrusting in our faces is the idea of Shoinim. He says it many, many times. He says Rabbim, he says Ribui, he does say that, that's also important, but more importantly, he keeps saying Shoinim, Shoinim, Shoinim which means difference. And, and that's the key phrase over here. That's the key idea, is differentiation. Difference. And obviously it goes hand in hand with multiple. You can only have multiples of anything. If there are differences, I have a multitude of something because each one is, is um, different than the other. Even if the difference is only that it, it, it can be addressed differently. Like you can clone somebody a thousand times. You may be the same person a thousand times, but each one is different in that I can I can I can pick this one up without picking that one up. I can dance with this one without dancing with that one. I can I can kick this one without kicking that one, right? I can run over this one with my car without running over that one with my car. Even if you close somebody a thousand times, they're all different still. The key idea over here is difference, difference. In the first three Ilamas, there are different things. Different things that have differences. Our world is all about that. The Eilamah Shavol, everything is different. There's so much variety, so much diversity. You have seven billion people. Each one is different. No two people look exactly alike. No two people talk exactly alike. No two people think exactly alike. And then we have flora and fauna. We have animal, mineral, and vegetables. So much differences over here. This is a world that's abounding with differences. That's the, the other side of that, of the, that coin is multiplicity. Um, but they go hand in hand. Again, different things. Lots of different things. There's differences. This malach doesn't do what this malach does. And this malach 
even though they have a similar function, but this one is the nefesh of this one, and this one is the nefesh of this one, as we explained yesterday. We have collections and, and, and pairings of souls and bodies and souls and bodies in the realm of the malachim. So there's differences over there as well. All the malachim are different and distinct one from the other. The Eilam Hakise also is about differences, and this, again, is what allows us to really wrap our heads around the, the, the core ideas that are going on over here and how to differentiate between the lower three Eilamas and the upper Eilam, the highest Eilam. The Eilam Hakise, yes, you have the, the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch there, and you have Chesed, Gvur, Tiferes, and you have Netzach, Hoyd, Yesod, and Malchus, and you have everything else. You have the Rebbein Shalom's Midas himself. You have Midas HaRachamim. You have Midas HaDin. You have all the Midas, but they're all different. They're different. They're distinct. Rebbein Shalom's Midas are different. And they're different one from the other, and they differentiate one from the other. It's Hashem's Midas, but it's an Oilam. To describe an Oilam, I have to have descriptive terms. For me to have descriptive terms, I have to be able to see differences. Categorizing the lower three Oilamas into Oilamas is not semantics at all. At all. It's, it's completely um, inherent to the nature of the Oilamas themselves, and inherent based on the point of view of the observer. These terms, Ayyelamas, are terms that are there for us, for us to use. And from the point of view of the observer, which is us, we can only talk about and describe and see as a distinct Ayyelam something that we see differences. Something that we can see this and this and this is how the Ramchal Mamash spoke all this out. Different categories, different departments, how each one relates to the other. That's how our minds work. Our minds have to compartmentalize things. Our minds need to compartmentalize things. And if we can't um, compartmentalize things, if we can't break things down into different divisions, into different departments, then we have a meltdown. We have a meltdown. Um, that's what our brains are there for. Our brains are there to, to um, compartmentalize to divide up, to break information down, and to sort out and process information. And if we can't do that, that's when we have sensory overload, and that's when we go into total meltdown and breakdown. To have a distinct realm that we can identify, that we can think about, that we can relate to, that we can understand, there have to be different parts and different pieces. And as a result, different roles, and as a result, different relationships, and as a result, different combinations and permutations and applications, that's how our minds work, that's how our minds need to work. You know, you want to give me direction somewhere. Well, I need a lot of basics. I need, you know, uh, frames of reference. I need to know something called streets. I need to know something called intersections, and directions, and right, and left, and landmarks and a point of origin, a point of destination, and everything that you're going to have to point out along the way. And if I get that, you can give me directions. If I can't understand the difference between a sidewalk and a street, between a traffic light and a stop sign, between a, a point of origin and a point of destination, everything is just one blur of, 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 of space, time, and matter, then I, you can't communicate to me, and I'm incapable of, of processing anything. Every ilam, from again, from the role, from the point of view, from the vantage point of the observer, has to be differentiated, has to be organized, and has to be broken down into all the 
differentiating parts that populate that island. That's what makes it into an island. The fact that there are differences. So this is a very, very, very deep idea, very deep point over here. The way we work, and it's not, it's not incidental at all, and that's why it's not semantic. It's a necessary part of we work, of how we work. Um, the universe is being defined and structured right now, defined from the point of view of us, of the observer, and we're necessarily built in such a way that our minds have to be able to break down, process, and compartmentalize things. The only, the only realms of existence that are distinct and that, that we can do that are the first three. Those, the first three, the Oilam HaShafel, the Oilam HaMalachim, and the Oilam HaKisei are areas where the, the, the existence therein is differentiated, is compartmentalized. And therefore, that becomes an Oilam. That becomes something that we can relate to, something we can think about, something we can understand, something we can define and classify. We can classify them. There's classification abilities going on over there. The highest oilam defies classification. The highest oilam defies um, definition, differentiation, and compartmentalization. Therefore, the highest oilam defies penetration. We can't penetrate. It's impenetrable. We can't get there. We can't get inside of that. So that's why it's not really an oilam. And it's not semantics at all, Rabbi. It's not really an oilam in that we can't get there. We can't get our heads inside that place because we can talk about it, that it's all one. There's no, it's all one, concentrated. It's everything that we see down here is unified, is one and only one. And there's no moving parts. There's no, there's no Yoda Chazaka, there's no Zraya Anatuya. There's no, Yoshev Al Kisei, there's no different pieces and parts of the Rebbeish himself, there's no different midas, there's no differentiation in anything, but somehow that's where everything down here emerges from. There's got to be a shayish to know, but there's no shayish. It's all one and only one. We can't understand it because there's no differentiation. There's no compartmentalization. There's no ability for us to have any kind of classification, but in, in a necessary way. That's necessarily the nature of the existence of the highest realm. Therefore, it's not called an oilam. An oilam is only something that we can classify, that we can break down, that we can differentiate. The highest oilam defies that. And therefore, it defies understanding. It defies penetration. It's impenetrable. Calling it the oilam halakus is a borrowed term. Is a borrowed term. Okay. Um, nevertheless, everything emerges from there. So, so this is, I think, I don't want to fry the recorder again today. I don't want the, the Derech Hashem material here to fry the recorder. We're in danger of frying the recorder again. But everybody, it's not semantical at all. And it's not incidental at all. It's inherent. So the difference between the lower three and the highest is that it's not really an oilam in the sense that there are no differences up there. Up there. There's no differentiation. And therefore, it defies any kind of classification, and we can't, and, and defies penetration. We're unable to get into that area. That's why we know the four Ilamas. We may be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves right here, but, but um, the Ramchal is not going to. Um, <clears throat> Ramchal leaves this, this idea for us to figure out. He's not really going to spell this out for us. But the four Ilamas obviously parallel the four, name, four letters of, of the Shem Havayo. Right? Yud Kei Vav Kei. Hey, starting with the last letter, there's the Oilam HaShafel, the Vav is the Oilam HaMalachim, the first Hey is the Oilam HaKisei, and the Yud is the Oilam HaAlokos. That's why that's a Yud. 
A yud is basically just a, a pinpoint. A yud is a singularity. A yud doesn't have any breadth, doesn't have any depth, doesn't have any dimensions. All the other letters have breadth and depth. A hey exists in two dimensions, a vav exists in one dimension. But we can't wrap our heads around things with dimensions. Yes? A yud is, is, is a singularity. There's no, it's dimensionless. It's a concentrated um, point of, of everything, and we can't get in there. There's nothing for us to get into. That's why the Ayla Malakas, that's the yud, because there's nothing for us to get into. We, we, can, we can't get there. It's impenetrable. Impenetrable. A hey has breadth and depth. There's two dimensions over there. Above, at least has one dimension. We can get in there as well. The yud we can't get into. So that's why it's not really an oilam. It's above the oilamas, and that's where you have everything in a unified, simplistic form. And lamaisa, somehow everything does emerge from there, but don't try to think about it because you're not going to understand it. That's why it's a yud, a pintula. The highest oilam is a pintula. Fashtayis, the oilam understands? Yes, Rabiri. Sadacha pintula. The highest oilam is a pintula. That's why it's a yud. It's a pintula, you can't get in there. Ach. Somehow it does emerge from there with the Makablum, Kavim Makablum, Everything that we do see in, in, with this all differences from the second element below does somehow come from there. That's why we do call it an island, because the mindset is the point of origin for everything that does have differences. Everything, everything with the compartmentalization, differentiation, and classification is emerging. From there, so we can call it an oilam. That's the, the shirish for everything. It's above all the three. In, in, in the hierarchy, that's the way it works. So we call it the first one, even though it's not in terms of ordinal numbers, it's not really the first to anything. It's in a, in, in a realm unto itself, but in terms of the structure, it's it's a, it's a, the point of origin for everything else. This is the hierarchy. Physical connects to the malachim that are above um, the physical. That's the malachim that are down here in the in the in the realm of the shavah malachim. Bamesha alehem. The malachim connects to malachim. They then connect connect to the um, the realm of the kisei. Da'inu akisei amadre goisav. Akisei ba'ashvayisav yizbaruch v'gilu yirishu hasher shamiti lakol. Da'inu akisei is powered and directed by the quote unquote oilam, the realm that's above that, so to speak. That's the oilam ha'alakus, the source of everything. Even though we don't see that connection, we don't see how one emerges from the other, but it does indeed do that. That wraps up Yud Gimel, and tomorrow we'll continue with Yud Dalit.